0: Welcome to Healing University. This is going to be Lesson 16 in Section 2 of Healing University. And again, my name is Barry Bennett. I'm an instructor at Karis Bible College, and I'm here to share the word with you in this lesson. And I I believe it's going to be a blessing. We're talking in this section about how to uh, receive healing for ourselves. And I want to go over something that's very fundamental, but very important uh, in terms of understanding how the kingdom works. And when we understand how the kingdom works, we're going to have a better understanding of how healing works. And so I want to talk to you about the concept of the seed, the concept of harvest, seed time and harvest, sowing and reaping. And I want to put that into a, I'm going to talk about that in a greater, uh, greater way for a few minutes. And we're going to bring this down into the area of, of health and healing. Uh, I want to start with you in First uh, uh, Peter if you will, if you have your Bible, 1 Peter 1.23, 1 Peter 1.23 says, Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Having been born again. So the concept which I am going to be explaining now is going to be found in this verse, obviously, is that we are born again by the incorruptible seed of God's word, which... In that truth, we find that God's word is a seed. And so the seed that we hear, the seed that brings faith to our hearts to believe, it's the word of God. And so if we can now take this and think about this for a few minutes, that the incorruptible seed of God's word is going to carry the nature of God, it's going to carry the nature of God's purpose, and it's going to find the soil of our hearts when the seed of God's word finds the soil of our hearts, then depending upon the soil, depending upon the condition of our heart, that seed is going to bring forth according to its nature. And this is how the kingdom works. Everything in the kingdom works according to the concept of the seed and the concept of seed time and harvest. So let me give you a few examples of this in Luke 8:11, Luke chapter 8 verse 11. I'm not going to read the entire parable, but this is how Jesus begins his explanation of the parable of the sower. He says, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. And so the seed uh, in this parable of the sower, we may look at this more in a few moments, but the the seed that Jesus is speaking about of a man sowing seed on the ground, and it finds different kinds of soil, different kinds of hearts hearts that may be uh, flustered with many of the cares of this life, or the good soil of a good heart, a heart that's ready to receive. The seed is the word of God. And so Jesus is declaring that there is a something called the word, the incorruptible seed of God's word. He compares his word to a seed. And if we were to stop and talk about a seed, a seed is going to carry within it the nature of its source, a seed carries within it the potential for infinite increase and multiplication. All of that is packaged in the seed. The seed is programmed to reproduce according to its nature. And so the seed is the word of God. And we were born again by the incorruptible seed of God's word, or the nature of God and everything that salvation implies was packaged in the seed of God's word. And it found the soil of your heart and you agreed and believed in that and you confess that with your mouth so this is how the kingdom works hebrews 11:3 hebrews 11:3 says by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of god well the seed is the word the word is the seed so the worlds were framed by the seed of god's word so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible so we can say in a sense that you can't see God's word until it brings forth its nature. When God spoke and said, let there be, those were seeds that we, we can say are invisible to, to the natural eye Until they bring forth that which is their nature and their purpose. So all creation is a product of seeds that God spoke and they brought forth according to their nature, which was the purpose <coughs> That God planned for those words, for those seeds. So, by faith, we understand the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So, these invisible Word seeds create visible life, the creation, everything that we see. Hebrews 1 3. Hebrews 1 3 says, Who being the brightness of His glory, And the express image, speaking of Jesus, Jesus is the brightness of God's glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Well, let me change it. Upholding all things by the seed of his power or the seed of his word or everything that exists that that he created by words is being upheld by words. It's being sustained by words. This is incredibly important. Because we live in a word-oriented or a word-created creation that is sustained by the word of God, and God's words are seeds that carry the nature and purpose of God within them. All right, let's do one more here. Jeremiah 1.12 says, Then the Lord said to me, You have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word. Wow, there's so much here. I, I don't have time for all of these great things, but God's word is, he is an expression of himself. And he is constantly, just like a seed, is ready to bring forth whatever it is. It's just waiting on the right environment. It's waiting on the good soil. It's waiting on the sun and the water. It's packaged. It's, it's ready to go. And Jesus says, the Lord said, you have seen well, for I am ready to perform my word, or the word is ready. What it contains, every promise of God is yes and amen. It's ready. What it's looking for is the soil of your heart. He's ready for that word to bring forth its purpose and his nature in your life. This is how the kingdom works. And boy, if we could get a hold of this, it it would change everything about how we walk and talk and how we live this life. Everything is based upon seed time and harvest. And every word of God is a seed that carries nature and purpose. And it's looking for a place to land. It's looking for a heart. It's looking for the good soil of your heart. All right? Let's go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11. Isaiah 55, 10 and 11 says, For as rain comes down, as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and does not return there, but waters the earth, and makes it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower. So he's going to go on and say that his word is like this. So the word is being compared to rain and the word is being compared to seed also. And it says this rain that comes down, this word that comes down from heaven is to give seed to the sower, us. So there is provision for us and we could go off into the subject of grace. Grace is God's provision. So it waters the earth, it makes it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So he goes on now and says, verse 11, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. My word is like this, that which I speak is like this, says God. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, or what I've packaged in it is ready to be performed. It will accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Or God's word, like a seed, carries within it infinite abundance, potential prosperity in order to bring forth God's nature and God's purpose. It's all packaged in this seed. And so he says, my word is like this. So I'm just we're just opening the lid here to this subject. But we need to get oriented to the fact when we move over into the area of health and healing, that health and healing are going to be harvests of things that we have sown or others have sown into us. And so if we can get this concept that the whole creation is a function of God's word, is sustained by God's word, and all of God's word is alive and active and ready to be performed according to the concept of seed, All it's waiting for is a heart that believes, the good soil of your heart. And therefore, the more word you receive, the more you're going to produce in your life or see harvested in your life the nature and purpose of God. Praise God, this is good stuff. All right? So a seed, if you're looking at your notes, a seed carries the nature of its source. A seed, of a promise of God carries the nature of, of where it came from, it came from God. So it's going to carry the nature of God, the purpose of God, the vision of God, the prosperity of God, the abundance of God, the restoration of God, the healing of God. It's all going to be contained in the seed of that promise. It carries the nature of its source. A seed will reproduce according to its kind. If I plant watermelons, watermelon seeds, what am I expecting? I'm expecting watermelons. I'm not expecting corn because I planted watermelon seeds. And so every seed, every promise of God, every word of God is going to reproduce according to its kind or according to its nature. And therefore, if it is a promise about healing, it is going to reproduce according to what's been packaged inside. So if healing has been packaged into a promise, that's a seed that's looking for the good soil of your heart. And it will reproduce according to its kind. And you should have expectation based upon the nature of that promise, the nature of that seed. Okay? A seed carries infinite potential and is only limited by the kind of soil that it finds. A seed that finds a heart of unbelief is very limited in what it can produce. A seed, a promise of God that finds a heart that is prepared to believe, that it leaps at the, at the sound of God's voice, it's going to produce according to God's nature and purpose that's wrapped up in that seed. All right? So let's move on. Faith comes for healing in the same way it comes for salvation. Where does faith come from? Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Okay, let's go back. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the seed of God's word. Or in other words, faith is born in a heart, the soil of your heart, by hearing the seed of God's word. And the condition of the heart is going to determine how well you hear. Uh, A heart that is Anxious and and hungry for God is going to hear God more clearly than a heart that couldn't care less. And so we're going to receive and hear God's word. And the faith for salvation is going to come from hearing the message of salvation. And the message of salvation, the seed of the message, is going to reproduce according to its kind. All right? So I'm, I'm building something here with you. So go with me, if you will, to Romans 10. Romans 10, 8 through 10. Romans 10, 8 through 10 says, but what does it say? The word, what's the word? Seed. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. How did it get in your heart? How did it get in your heart? It came by hearing. So you hear with your spirit, man. Your heart hears the word of God. And now there's something in there called seed. So the word, the seed is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So all these things are interconnected. In fact, this verse about faith comes by hearing. is just a few verses later here in verse 17 of the same chapter. Romans 10. All right, verse 9. Romans 10, 9. says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And this word is sozo in the Greek, s-o-z-o. Save meaning... And there there is a multiplicity of meanings in this word, but everything that has to do with your human condition, spirit, soul, and body, is restored, redeemed, reconciled. It involves deliverance. It involves protection. It involves forgiveness. It involves healing. In fact, the word sozo is used for physical healing several times in the Gospels. So let me go back If you believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be so-so, you will be saved. All right, let's go on. Next verse, verse 10. For with the heart, with the soil of your heart, man believes the word that he has heard unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession, or now a reproduction of that which you have heard, you are now going to speak forth. A confession is made unto salvation. That word is soteria, S-O-T-E-R-I-A. Both of these words concerning salvation are found in the same passage. Soteria also means deliverance, health, and salvation. Deliverance, health, and salvation. So my point in this, and there is so much here, but my point is that the seed that got you saved gets you healed. Or the word that gave you faith for salvation and in most of our minds and the concept of salvation is simply the forgiveness of sin. But both words, so-so and soteria, both include physical healing, forgiveness and healing. And so with the same word that gave you faith to confess Jesus, that God raised him from the dead, and that gets you forgiven, that gets you born again, that makes you a new creation, that takes you from the, power of darkness into the kingdom of God. All of those things that we all say yes and amen to include physical healing. The seed of God's word carries the nature and purpose of God. And the nature of purpose of God is your salvation, your reconciliation, your forgiveness, your restoration, your protection, your provision, your healing are all contained in the seed of God's word. Wow. Wow. This is is so powerful because we've limited salvation to simply the the invisible forgiveness side of the issue. And we haven't seen it includes the the physical, tangible part called healing. It's all in that seed of God's word, looking for the soil of your heart in order to produce according to its nature. Salvation includes physical healing. It's the same seed. It carries the same nature of God. So let's not divide and keep, keep some of the, the blessing of, of salvation off on one side. It's all part of the same seed of God's word. All right? So now, let's go to 1 Peter 2.24. I know you've heard this verse many times already in Heaven University, but it's good to repeat these things and have different perspectives. 1 Peter 2.24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree. There's the forgiveness issue, or what we usually think of in terms of the salvation issue. He bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. See, there are both issues in this this redemption package. In the salvation seed that we've heard, this gospel message, both sides of this issue are included. The invisible will say forgiveness side, the reconciliation side, the new kingdom side. All of those things are in there, but also by whose stripes you were healed, the physical side. That's why when Jesus ministered, he went around forgiving sins and healing the sick. And he was demonstrating the gospel message or the invisible message of the kingdom by doing visible, tangible healing. See, your healing is closer than you may have thought. It's in the gospel that you have believed and confessed with your mouth, but perhaps lack of knowledge has kept you from understanding that seed was in there. Healing is a harvest. Healing is going, we're going to see this, all right? In the same way, that righteousness has been imputed to you. Righteousness is a gift. And most of us that are familiar with the gospel message and especially the part of forgiveness and reconciliation, we're very quick to accept and understand that righteousness has been imputed to us. Righteousness is a gift. But what if I were to tell you healing has been imputed to you. Healing is a gift also. This is a truth. That the same cross that Jesus went on and took your sins in Isaiah 53, he bore your sins, he bore your sicknesses. The same redemptive work, that same uh, all-inclusive spirit, soul, and body redemption that took place on the cross includes your need for physical healing. And so we've got to understand that when we're hearing the gospel seed, the word of the kingdom, We're hearing a seed that contains everything we need, spirit, soul, and body. Healing is a part of the package. Theologically, we've distanced it, we've separated it, we've made it something that we have no idea. Maybe God will, maybe God won't. Those are all lies that we've got to get out of our hearts and out of our minds, and we need to understand that the full package of God's redemptive work through Jesus on the cross is available if your heart is willing to receive it, it's all in there and it will reproduce according to its nature. We are either cooperating with the finished work of Christ, or we're cooperating with the flesh, or we're cooperating with the devil. As we walk through life, we're either going to cooperate with the seed of God's word, the finished work of Christ, or we're going to cooperate with our flesh and the symptoms We're going to start focusing now a little bit more on the the healing issue. Or we're going to cooperate with the enemy. Those are basically your three choices. I've chosen to cooperate with the seed that carries all of my life, all of my provision, all of my protection, all of my healing. I want to cooperate with that seed, that gospel word. Praise God. How do we cooperate with these things? We're either cooperate we're, we're going to cooperate with something in our minds the way we think. We're going to be cooperating with something by the way we speak. We're going to be cooperating with something by the way we, by the way we act, our attitudes, our body language. We're going to be cooperating with something by, by our actions, our feelings, our emotions. We're cooperating either with God's word, or we're cooperating with our flesh, or we're going to cooperate with the enemy all of those circumstances or all of those scenarios, we are sowing into them. Now we're back into this concept of seed time and harvest. We are sowing through our thoughts. Well, I don't think God wants to heal me. I probably deserve this. We're sowing through our words. Well, healing, maybe he will, maybe he won't. We're sowing through our attitudes Well, nothing good ever happens in my life. All of those kinds of attitudes, thoughts, and words are seeds that we are sowing that bear the nature of their source. Just like God's word bears the nature of God. And if we are resisting God's word, or say well, we're resisting God's seeds, and we are creating our own seeds out of our own heart, Those seeds are going to reproduce according to their kind. And if we're negative about healing, we're all for forgiveness, but we're all negative about healing. Well, you never know what God's going to do. Then we're not cooperating with God and we're not going to harvest what God wants us to harvest. This is incredibly important. The seed of God's word is available to you right now. The promises of God are all yes and amen, and they will produce according to their kind. They have no choice. The only only issue here is the soil that they find, the heart that they find. And the, the more fertile the soil of your heart, the more you're going to produce the nature of the promise, the nature of the seed of God's word. You will harvest what you cooperate with. Whatever you're cooperating with, if it's a negative attitude, negative words, negative everything in your life, no one loves me, everybody hates me, whatever you're cooperating with, that's what you're going to harvest. But man, if you get a hold of this, I am cooperating with God's gospel, his word to me, his seed that created all things and upholds all things and carries his life and carries his nature. That's what I'm going to cooperate with. That's what I'm going to think about. That's what I'm going to speak about. That's how I'm going to act. I'm going to act like it's already real. That's called faith, the evidence of things not seen that's going to be the seed that i allow that i cultivate that i that i spend time watering with god's word the word is the seed the word is the water the word is everything and i'm going to stay in that word i will harvest what i cooperate with praise god only that which has been planted has potential if i have seeds in my hand until they're planted they have Their potential is locked up. There's nothing going to happen. I can't expect a seed in my hand to produce anything. But that which I plant in the ground, now I have expectation. Because I understand the principle of the seed. The word that I plant in my heart gives me expectation. But if I don't plant it in my heart, what what right do I have to expect a harvest? Now, let's talk about faith for a minute. If I were, let's go back to watermelons. I enjoy watermelons, so that's my example. If I uh, say that I believe in watermelons because I've seen them in stores, I've eaten them, I like watermelons, I believe in watermelons. I can believe in watermelons all day long. But if I never plant a watermelon seed, I will never harvest a watermelon. Let me change it. I can see people get healed. I know healing is real. I know it's in the Bible. I know Jesus healed everybody that came to Him. I get it. I believe in healing. But if I never sow or allow any water, any any uh, healing seeds to be <laughs> sown into my life, I don't care what I believe with my mind. If there are no seeds of healing being sown into my life, I will never harvest that which has not been planted. Now, I, can, I know right now there are some questions and some confusion. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear this up. But my point is, it doesn't, and when I'm speaking of belief right now, I'm speaking of mental belief only. Okay, I'm going to make a, a division here. I'm not talking about heart belief. Mental belief, if you only believe in watermelons with your head, that isn't going to get you watermelons. You've got to believe in your heart to the place that you're willing to sow watermelon seeds then you're going to harvest watermelons. If you only believe in your head that healing exists, that Jesus heals, he can heal, he would heal, perhaps you believe that healing is your right and your benefit. You believe it with your head. But do you believe it with your heart? What did it say in Romans 10, 8, 9, and 10? For with the heart, not with the head, with the heart man believes, and with the mouth he sows the seed. Boy, I hope you're getting this. The renewed mind is important. I I, I will give you that. We have Romans 12 too. But you can't create from your mind spiritual reality. It has to be from your heart, with the heart man believes. The word of God finds the good soil of your heart, and you confess with your mouth. And when you're confessing, when you're speaking with your mouth, those words are seeds that bear the nature of the source, and the source was you hearing God. And so the seed of God has come into your heart and you speak it forth, I believe. And you begin to call forth and you begin to stand on promises with your mouth. Now you're cooperating with the word of God, which bears the nature of God, the purpose of God for your life. Hallelujah. So you don't only get what you think about. What you think about may be good, may be perfect thinking, but you get what you believe. You're going to harvest what you believe, that which is coming forth from the soil of your heart. The kingdom of God is a seed kingdom. Our success in the kingdom of God is going to be dependent upon how we understand this whole concept of seed, time, and harvest. This is going to have an impact in every area of our lives, not just physically. In fact, the physical is going to be a reflection many times of what's going on internally with us. And so our attitudes, our thought life, our words, our emotional stability, our anxiety, depression, lack of peace, lack of joy, everything's going wrong in my life, All of those things are other harvests that are having an impact upon your desire to be physically healed. All of these things are interrelated. They're all going to combine into the subject of health. What you feed your mind, that's seeds that are going to have a harvest. What you allow your eyes to see, those are seeds that are going to have a harvest. What you allow your ears to hear are seeds. That are going to have a harvest. What you feed your body, food-wise, that is; those are seeds that are going to have a harvest. So when we're talking about health and healing, it's not just the subject of physical healing; it's the subject of the whole man. That we be prosper, that we prosper and be in health as our soul prospers. So all of every part of us needs to be prospering. In the seeds of God's word. And so we take time to sow the word into our hearts. We take time to think about the word. We take time to speak the word. We take time to act upon the word. And if you get your whole being, spirit, soul, and body involved in cooperating with God's word. And remember, that's how everything was created. Everything is sustained. Mm -hmm. When you get into cooperation with that on every level, you will harvest health. Health has to be the harvest. On every level, spirit, soul, and body of your life. So the seed is a king. Uh, the kingdom is a seed kingdom. Let's go to Mark four, Mark four twenty six. The kingdom is a seed kingdom, and so Jesus says in Mark four twenty six, he says, "The kingdom of God is if a man should scatter seed on the ground." We could stop right there. There, that's enough revelation right there, uh, for till he comes back. The kingdom of God is as if a man scatters seed on the ground. Everything I'm talking about is wrapped up right there in that verse. Everything in the kingdom is going to function according to the concept of the seed. The seed bears the nature of the source, the purpose of the source. And that's how the kingdom works. He says, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. Time now is involved. Sprout and grow. We're talking about time. He himself does not know how. So many Christians wake up at some point in their life and say, I wonder how I got here. What, how did all of this happen? Whether this is good or bad, but this, how did it happen? It took time. It's the harvest of seeds that were sown or that you allowed to be sown into your life. You don't know how, but it happens. And you wake up sometimes in the middle of a harvest wondering what in the world. I like to wake up in the middle of the blessings of God. Uh, I know where those come from. They come from me spending years sowing the word of God into my life and into the life of my family. All right, verse 28. For the earth yields crops by itself. The soil is going to produce what's put into it. Whatever you put into the soil of your heart, your heart's going to start cranking it out. All right, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. Again, we're talking about time, we're talking about chronology of events, things that take place that we can begin to see what we've sown when the first, I I can tell if I've sown corn or watermelons or whatever, when the first thing begins to spring up, now I'm starting to have something to identify what's in the ground. And if my life, if I'm dealing with sickness or if I'm dealing with anguish or depression or emotional distress or if I'm dealing with frustration or whatever I'm dealing with, when those things begin to come forth, even as the first blade, we'll say, that's an identifier of what I've been sowing. And so in my physical body, when I begin to notice something is out of place, out of whack in my physical body, that's an identifier that I'm not sowing correctly. There are some things that can be changed that I can cooperate more with God in sowing into my life on every level, on every level, all right? So the earth yields crop by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that the full grain in the head. Verse 29, but when the grain ripens immediately, he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Harvests are coming all the time in our lives and they're all following the same pattern, seed, time, and harvest. And health is going to be a, a harvest of what has taken place in our life. Now, health can be a genetic harvest. If there was something wrong genetically, sometimes that harvest is evident at birth. doesn't mean God can't fix it. He's already fixed it on the cross, but I'm just trying to 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 give us some orientation here. We have genetic weaknesses. Those are harvests from Adam's sin. We have emotional issues. Perhaps we're raised in an abusive uh, family. And so we have those kinds of things being sown and, and they might have a harvest, uh, that would be a more complicated life. All right. We may have been fed Twinkies and Coca-Cola for our whole life. And so we're going to be harvesting health issues, Uh, from from poor diet. There are other things involved in this, but everything is going to have a, a source, a seed source, somewhere along the line, whether it's genetic or emotional or mental or physical, dietary, everything has a seed source. So all of us are harvesting all the time from whatever has been sown or what we have allowed to be sown into us. So if you're not happy with the harvest, change the seed. I know that sounds flippant, but it's very powerful. We've got to change what we're sowing into our lives. Some harvests are immediate. Uh, If you say an ugly word to someone, you may get an immediate harvest. All right? Uh, Some sins carry immediate consequences. Some harvests are long-term. You may not see the full result for years from certain seeds that have been sown into your life. In Luke 17, 6, Luke 17, 6 says, So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, what's the seed? Jesus said the seed is the word of God. If you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Where does faith come from? Faith comes from hearing God. And so if faith comes into your heart and you have faith and it's a seed, it's the seed of God's word, and you have faith and you reproduce that seed because it produced faith in you, that seed then that comes out of your mouth is a reflection of what came out of God's mouth. It carries that nature, that authority, that power. And so we're sowing God's word into situations or we're sowing our words into situations. We get to choose. We're sowing all the time in everything that we do. We sow by forgiving, or we sow by not forgiving. We sow by walking in joy, or we sow by walking in bitterness. We sow by being stingy, or we sow by giving cheerfully. We're sowing all the time. We sow by what we eat that's garbage, or we sow by what we eat that's good food. We sow with our attitudes. We sow with our expectations. We're sowing constantly into our lives. God says if you will hear his word and speak his word, you can have what you say in terms of this this sickness be pulled up by the root and cast into the sea, but that isn't going to just come if you've been sowing all this negativity in your life. We've got to reverse this and start hearing the gospel message. Now, it can happen quickly. I'm about to give you an example of this doesn't have to take forever. Let's go to Acts 14. Let's go to Acts 14, verses 6 through 10. All right, Paul on his first missionary journey, he's running into some persecution. And so it says, they became aware of it and fled to Lystra and Derbe, cities of Lyconia, and to the surrounding region. And they were preaching the gospel there. And so Paul has set up camp somewhere and he's preaching the gospel to some people. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting a cripple from his mother's womb. So all of his life born with being crippled. So there was some harvest there of some genetic issue in the lineage of his family. Not his fault, but he just born crippled. All right. He had never walked. Verse 9. This man heard Paul speaking. Now, I'm going to venture here that Paul wasn't preaching on healing necessarily. He probably was just preaching the gospel, the message of the kingdom. And this man just happened to be there. It wasn't on his agenda that day. Go listen to Paul preach. He didn't know Paul was in town. He just happened to be there, and Paul started preaching, and he heard the word of God. This man heard Paul speaking and Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, or Paul could perceive that the word he was preaching created an expectation in this man's heart. Sometimes you can perceive that in people. You can tell when people are out to lunch, and you can tell when people are fully engaged, and they're they're ready to receive, all right? So he saw that he had faith to be healed, and he said with a loud voice, Stand up straight on your feet, and he leapt and walked. Praise God, that's called a miracle, all right? But listen to to this, it's the same principle, it's still seed, time, and harvest, the only thing that's different is the time was compressed into just a matter of seconds, but he still heard the word, it processed, it was evident to Paul, and the command instigated a response and and the man leapt up and walked. Still seed and harvest, time is compressed. We call that a miracle, but it's the same principle. Some harvests are 30, 60, 100, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. Some harvests are a process. Some harvests are immediate, but here's the point. They still flow and function according to the principle of the seed. There is no difference. Only the time element is different. Even miracles, miracles are a result of seed, time, and harvest. Galatians 3.5, Galatians 3.5 says, Therefore he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, so we're talking about miracles, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Miracles are a function of the hearing of faith, or in other words, the seed of God's word, finds the soil of a heart, belief is born, confession is made, and whatever the miracle is takes place. It's still seed time and harvest. So whether the harvest of health and healing is immediate or whether it's a process, don't stop sowing. Don't stop cooperating with God's word because it is going to reproduce according to its nature. Praise God. Hope you all are getting something from this. Let's go to Luke 5.15. It says, However the report went around concerning him, concerning Jesus, all the more. And great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed. You might want to underline that. They came to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. They came to hear. Why? Because that's where it all starts. It's word-related. Everything is word-related. They came to hear and to harvest. They came to have the word sown, and they came to harvest the result, the nature of the word that was being sown. They came to hear him, and they came to be healed. Folks, this is how the kingdom works. And your life, in all aspects of your life, are going to be a harvest of what you've been cooperating with in terms of seed, whether it's the seed of the devil or the seed of the world, or the seed of your flesh and your emotions, or the seed of God's word. And healing, physical healing, is going to flow along these same principles. Now, if we can get ourselves completely cooperating with God on every level, spirit, soul, and body, the physical is going to be a lot easier to happen, the physical healing, because everything is going to be functioning in harmony. Many times we're trying to get healing, but we're still unforgiving or we're still bitter, or we're still cranky, or we're still mad, or we're whatever. And so you're trying to get healed on one one side, but you're not paying any attention to these other issues of life. I'm not saying it's impossible, but let's go ahead and cooperate with God on every level. All right? We often relax or lose focus, and we let the word slip. We may have heard a message like this and we say, well, I've tried that and it doesn't work. Well, then you didn't try it long enough because it does work. What happens is we begin to get tired or lazy and we let the word slip. And we, then we begin to come up with the phrase of, well, I'm just waiting on the manifestation. I hate that phrase. Just waiting on the manifestation. Don't ever wait on the manifestation because what you're really saying is that you're waiting for your body to tell you if you're healed or not. No, the word's already told me I'm healed. So I'm not waiting on any manifestation. I'm going to keep sowing. And I'm going to keep sowing. And I'm going to keep sowing. I'm not waiting. I'm sowing. Don't wait. Keep sowing. Keep speaking. Keep declaring. Keep hearing. Keep meditating. Keep pondering. Keep declaring. Keep confessing. Keep sowing God's word. And let God sow his word into you. Keep acting on it. Don't wait. Passivity is like closing the door. Don't wait on God's healing. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, 15 says, For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Don't let your heart grow dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. Don't let your ears close to the word of God. And their eyes they have closed. Don't close your eyes to the grace of God, the blessings of God, the promises of God. Jesus says, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears, lest they should understand with their hearts the soil and turn so that I should heal them. Now he's rebuking Israel. He's describing Israel, but the principles here impact us as well. Is that your ears, your eyes, your heart, your attitude, all of these are gates, we can say, seed gates. And we're either opening them to the world and full of doubt and fear, or we're opening our gates to the word of God. And Jesus is saying healing is available to Israel, but they've closed their ears, they've closed their eyes, they've they've hardened their hearts. Therefore, healing, which I would do for them, is impossible because they've closed up shop. They're not listening to the word of God. They're not sensitive to the word of God. Proverbs 4 Proverbs 4, 20 through 22 says, My son, give attention to my words. Well, let's change it. Give attention to the seeds that I have given you, the abundance of promises that are all yes and amen. Give attention to the seeds. Incline your ear to my sayings. Incline your ear to my seeds, my seed words. Do not let them depart from your eyes. See, we're taking, we, went, we were in Matthew 13. We're taking the same concepts over here to Proverbs 4. We're still talking about eyes and ears and heart. Open the gates of your eyes and your ears and your heart. Let the word of God be sown into you continually. Don't give up. Don't get passive. Don't grow lazy. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep the seeds of God's word in the midst of your heart. For they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Healing is a harvest. Health is a harvest. Let the word of God be sown into you continually. Don't let it depart from your eyes, from your ears, or from your heart. Keep it there, because it will produce according to its nature. It will fulfill the purpose that God sent it for, and that is to restore you spirit, soul, and body. Every level should be walking in the abundant life and prosperity of God. Praise God. I've given you some verses that I call seeds for healing. So I'm not going to go through all of these, but I've given you quite a few here of different verses, proclamations, promises, declarations about healing. So we'll call those seeds for healing. There are many more, but take these, meditate on them, look them up, underline them, write them, do whatever you need to do to give attention to them, to incline your ear to them, to keep them in the midst of your heart, to speak them, to declare them. Keep the sowing going. Keep it going because there's harvests that are coming. Some of them may be quick. Some of them may be progressive, but don't stop. Healing is going to be a harvest in your life. All right. Praise God. Let's finish. And I want to read. I have in your notes, you have a confession here. And I want to read this with you. And this is just, this is how I live my life. I'm always declaring the promises of God. So I want to declare this with you, and then I want to pray for you. By his stripes, I am healed. Praise God. His word is life and health to my flesh. His spirit quickens my mortal body. Life and health is in the power of my tongue. I'm going to sow the the seeds of life and health. The fruit of my righteousness is a tree of life. He sent his word and healed me. I bless the Lord with all that is within me. I bless the Lord and forget none of his benefits. He has forgiven all of my iniquities. He has healed all my diseases. He has redeemed my life from destruction and crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercy. Do you believe this? Man, proclaim this, memorize this. He satisfied my mouth with good things, his promises, so that my youth is renewed like the eagle. There's the harvest concept, that the word of God in your mouth and your youth will be renewed. There's a time element like the eagle. Healing is a harvest. Take this declaration. Make it yours. Create one you like better if, if, if that's your thing. Whatever gets you excited about the concept of seed time and harvest in the realm of your health on every level, spirit, soul, and body. Become a sower of God's word. And you're going to harvest the health that he has promised for you. It's the the nature of the word. It's the purpose of the word. It's God's heart for you. And if you'll get it into your heart, it will change your life. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this time we've had together. We thank you for the power of your word. We thank you for the power of the seed. Your whole kingdom functions according to this, Lord. And I pray that everyone watching, everyone listening, would, Father, get a revelation of the power of the word of God to bring forth the harvest of your nature, the harvest of your purpose, that we walk in health, that we walk in abundant life. Lord, I speak that this message today would set people free and would give people a vision for cooperating with you for their health. And we thank you, Father. We give you the praise and the glory in the precious name of Jesus. Amen and amen.